Hey guys, welcome back to Baby Bump Life's podcast. It's Nurse Wit here again, and we are on episode seven of our first season. Um, I want to talk to you guys all about inductions and if you have to have an induction, what you can expect. And maybe I'll give you a little bit of information so that you'll have some questions um, to ask your doctor or nurse midwife if they are kind of talking to you about um, possibly doing an induction. So um, it's ultimately up to your doctor as to if and when you are going to be induced. Now, for an elective induction, saying you're just done, you want to just be over with, you're ready to just have your baby, they cannot do that before 39 weeks. So 39 weeks, it has to be, um, if it's an elective reason. Now, if it's a medical reason, and the high-risk doctors are recommending that you are delivered because of um, some sort of medical reason for mom, um, then that's a totally different story. And again, that's up to the doctors. I would say probably some of the most common reasons to be induced would be um, the first one is probably because you're past your due date. That's um, pretty common. And then maybe the baby's too big. The baby's LGA, large for gestational age. Sometimes the docs will recommend um, delivering a few weeks early, maybe 38 weeks or um, 37, something like that, just because it would be better for the baby to come out sooner than later and keep growing. Um, another one, if mom's maybe diabetic and sugars, blood sugars are uncontrolled, or maybe if mom's got high blood pressure and her um, blood pressures are kind of going a little too high, those would be probably some of the most common reasons. But again, it's ultimately up to your doctor and uh, your doctor is the one who makes that decision. Once they do and they decide and talk with you about um, you being induced, they will call the hospital and set up a time for your induction. Um, most uh, hospitals try and get you in, um, but sometimes, I mean, it's labor and delivery, sometimes it gets pretty busy and the hospitals do have to call you and put you on hold. Um, so don't you know, be surprised if that does happen to you because it's happened before where we have to call moms and say, I am so sorry, but we have, you know, basically not enough nurses or not enough rooms or whatever the problem may be. Um, and so just try to understand that if, that if they tell you they need to put you on hold, um, just know that that is something that can happen because there are um, other moms uh, that are, you know, there at that time. So Um, But what will happen once you get there, your nurse will have you sign consents, talk to you about your medical history, you know, do the whole sign-in process at the hospital. And then um, your nurse will check your cervix and call your doctor or nurse midwife for orders. Uh, Sometimes your doctor or nurse midwife might check your cervix if you have like a doctor's appointment that morning. They might check your cervix and then call in before you get there with orders. But typically the nurses will check your cervix um, and then call the doctor. Now the medications that they can give you, um, there's kind of a list and I'm going to kind of say them in order for you. So they typically start off with medications that are prostaglandins, and those medications are made to soften the cervix. Um, The medications are either Cervidil or Cytotec. 
Cervidil is medication on the end of a string, so kind of think of like a tampon, but a little smaller and flatter. That gets tucked behind the cervix or by the cervix and just softens and thins out the cervix to prepare it for labor. That medication stays in for 12 hours. Um, some moms do go into labor with the Cervidil. Some don't. Some just feel cramping. So don't be surprised if it happens either way. It just depends on honestly how your body reacts to the medication. The other medication that is similar to Cervidil is Cytotec. That is in a pill form though. Um, it's very small. The pill form is typically a fourth of a normal pill and it's either given vaginally or orally and that depends on how your doctor orders that medication. And Cytotec as well just will help to soften the cervix and again these are these two medications are given at the beginning. So these are kind of for the moms whose cervix are longer, thick, and the baby's still high. Um, this is when the cervix is just starting, um, well, well this is when we're trying to get it to dilate. So. The other thing that can be used, which is not necessarily a medication, but is the Foley balloon. That can be placed, it's a, it's a balloon on the end of a string or a tube, and your doctor will place that in your cervix and fill it up with um, fluid, and then it will stay in for a certain amount of hours, and then they tape it onto your leg um, to kind of give it a little bit of tension. And then by the time that falls out, you're usually about at least four centimeters. Uh, sometimes moms can be five, but it'll just fall out of your cervix. It'll still be sitting in the vagina, but it'll fall out of the cervix. So that's nice. That's not a medication. So if you're not wanting to do meds um, for an induction, you could ask your doctor if that would be something you could do. Now, if your cervix is zero station, then, or I'm sorry, not not zero station if your cervix is zero centimeters then that's not possible so um, it does have to be that your cervix has to be able to uh, fit that little fully balloon in there so then after you do those things the next medication that you're going to have um, so whether you did the fully balloon at the beginning or you did the cervidal or the side attack the next one that I can give you is Pitocin. Pitocin is a synthetic or a drug form of oxytocin. Oxytocin is a hormone in our body that gets uh, simulated or released when we do love things. And having a baby is a love thing. So sometimes when we're trying to get your body to release that, we will give your body just a little bit of that Pitocin until your body starts to release its own. We start it in very, very small amounts and increase it in small amounts until your body has kind of taken over. Every doctor is a little bit different um, on kind of how we manage this and every hospital has a little bit different policies, um, but just know that this is something that your nurses have to titrate and they have to watch the baby's heartbeat and your contractions to determine if they're able to go up on this medication or not. So Pitocin is the one that typically will get things 
rolling. Uh, most moms who have been induced versus not uh, being induced have said that Pitocin does make their construct contractions hurt and a little stronger, which is the point of labor. So, um, but uh, with that being said, some moms choose to, okay, let me get that epidural before we start the Pitocin. Um, if, you know, they have that option. And then one of the last things that they can do, which is more of a natural way of augmenting or furthering along your labor, is um, AROM or artificial rupture of membranes. And in order to do this, your cervix has to be at a certain point. Baby's head has to be at a certain point. And um, this is done by the physician. And the physician has to feel that it is comfortable to do at this point because uh, the problem could be if they broke the water and the baby's head is not down enough, then something could slip between uh, the baby's head and the cervix, like the cord or the baby's hand or something. Um, nothing that we would want to have happen because that would be an emergency C-section. So if you are planning on, okay, I want my water to be broken and the doctor tells you they can't, that is the reason why it is just for you and for baby's safety. So those are the different medications and ways uh, to do an induction. And again, it's up to your doctor or nurse midwife on if they feel that you need to be induced um, and you know what medications they feel is best for you along the way. So I hope that helps a little bit and gives you some ideas and uh, maybe it'll give you a couple questions if your doctor is kind of talking to you about an induction on what you're kind of uh, thinking about. So as always, if you guys have any questions, please feel free. You can email me. You can message me on any of my social media. And make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel as well. I do have uh, some more videos on there that talk a little bit about inductions as well. So thank you so much, guys, for listening. And I will talk to you all very soon. Have a great day. Bye-bye.